and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is marketing mix. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, uh, so we're going to talk about today the the marketing mix and the four P's, but uh, first for corrections from my mother, the part of the show where I clarify statements my mother thought were confusing or misleading, and I also, once again, don't have any. Let's see if we can keep up the streak. Thanks, Mom, for keeping me uh, clear. All right, um, first off, I want to say thank you to everyone last night who came and uh, listened to the live chat. I It was a spur-of-the-moment thing on Instagram. I uh, was working in the shop putting together boxes to, make, uh, to send to Amazon Prime, and I thought to myself, well, why not uh, Why not go live on Instagram? So I, I started my Instagram live, and I let you guys ask questions, and you guys had some great questions, and uh, that actually kind of inspired today's topic a little bit. So um, for those of you who don't know about my background, I actually have uh, my master's degree in management, I have a master's degree in international business, and I have a master's degree in global sales and marketing, and my undergrad is in marketing. So I, I went to Concordia University, Wisconsin for my business school education, and I, I loved it, it was great. But uh, one of the things that I've, I've really noticed that I, I get a lot of questions kind of about in you know, direct messages and other things are about business questions, kind of g- generic general business questions. And I thought to myself, well, I might as well uh, give a little bit of background for those of you who may not have a lot of experience in actually starting a business or don't have any necessarily business school training and who might want to kind of get a little bit about uh, a little bit of education from the business school world. So I'm hoping going to have some more of these podcasts where I talk a little bit about more about business topics and uh, hopefully I can uh, bring it back. I taught e-commerce at Concordia University for two semesters and I loved teaching and it was awesome and I think that it was a really good opportunity for me to hone a lot of my skills and to um, really focus in and dial in on things that I thought were key markers of success that have been successful for us as a company and so I want to work on sharing some of those with you guys in the future going forward. All right, so today we're talking about marketing mix, and you know I think it's it's something that I learned in my uh, 131 class in marketing 131 at the university. So it's kind of an early entry level thing, and I think it's a great place to start. The marketing mix is made up of really five elements, but there's the four P's and then TM. So it's product, price, place, promotion, and then target market. And I'm going to go through each of those individually. So whenever you're starting a business, let's start with the first one, product. You got to have something to sell. Now, it could be a, a good like we sell, which is the leather binder, or it could be a service, which we also sell, which is personalization and expert, you know, expert advice. But then we also, you know, then there could also be things like, you know, tax accountants. Those are services and all of these different, you know, you kind of have to focus in on that product, that thing you're selling, and you got to hone that. You got to hone that product for what it is. You got to be able to really drive down to the value proposition. And that value proposition has got to be what does this bring to the people that I'm trying to reach? And you got to source that back to that target market. You got to be able to say, okay, who am I really trying to reach? And there could be what's called market segmentation. You could say, okay, you know, for like, for example, for us, we got a couple of different segments. One of our segments are um, students. They're, They're a segment. But they're a very different segment than our uh, law firms, right? Law firms is another target market for us. 
That's two different segments. They need two different things, and they need to be marketed to in two different ways. So, you know, you want to be able to have that that product, and you want to be able to kind of source that product down to what is the value proposition for whom, right? That target market, and doing that segmentation helps. So, you know, you got your product, you got your place, right? Your your actually, so it's product price. Um, price, I think, is a, is a difficult one for everyone. I, I talked about this a little bit back in when I talked about pricing in that entire podcast early on, but I think when we look at pricing as a as an idea, we think of we tend to think of pricing and particularly things like think of profit as like kind of a, a an, an icky subject to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about how much money you're making, which I think is wrong, you know, because I think at some level that's a big selling point, right? When I tell my friends that I'm selling these leather binders for forty nine dollars, you know, I'm just sitting shooting the breeze. They're like, wow, that's expensive. But then yet when I talk to people online, they're like, wow, this is amazing price for this, right? So price is a basis of perception. So you need to be able to have and craft a very good perception of what it is, right? Because if you're looking and you're saying, okay, I'm going to compare these wonderful high quality leather binders to the spiral notebook I can get for 69 cents at Home Depot. I mean, those are, those are not comparable. They're not the same thing and they don't provide the same thing. So I think when we look at the 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 you know the price, we have to very clearly and and purposefully craft what we are explaining for that value proposition. We've got to show people that it's worth the money, right? Because you may say, okay, well, why would I buy a $49 leather binder when I can buy a $69 spiral notebook? And I would come back and say, okay, well, you're gonna use that spiral notebook and it's gonna be done. So you're gonna need to buy another one and another one and another one. That spiral notebook is gonna get destroyed. Because it's cheap, it's got cardboard cover, so you're going to need to buy another one. You know, your, your notebook, you're going to end up not being able to add or remove pages, right? So when you're done writing in it, you're done writing in it, right? You can take them out, but you sure can't add them to it. And so in the end, you're going to buy a whole bunch of these cheap notebooks, and you're going to spend your entire life buying cheap notebooks. Whereas instead, you could buy this one notebook that you can personalize, it's going to be beautiful, that's going to really show, you know, a level of quality and character of your person, because we judge people by what they carry, we, by how they look, you know, so it'll provide you a sense of value, it'll show the people around you that you you believe and you like nice things, it um, is the last one you'll ever need to buy, because it's universal as far as its adaptability, you easily remove and add pages, the hardware it comes with is stainless steel, it's going to last, I mean, there's a lot of different things, so being able to, to develop that, that's all represented in the price, but people don't necessarily see that unless you tell them, you've got to explain that, and that actually leads into the promotion part, right, we think of promotion in a couple of different ways. And there's a couple of elements to promotion. There's uh, public relations, right? There's advertising. And then there's kind of sales. So, and technically marketing. So those are kind of the four aspects of, of that. And if you think about it, each one of those is a different facet of the public face, right? So you've got your, your PR, your public relations. Public relations is free. That's kind of the defining characteristic of it, right? If you pay for it, then it's advertising. If it's free, then it's public relations. So public relations could be simply putting out a press release about our company has a new sustainable initiative that we're only buying paper from sustainably sourced places, right? That, that could be your new public, your press release, right? And you'd send that out to different news sources and the news sources would determine whether they think that's newsworthy and then they would report on it. That's one way of doing public relations. Another of public relations is, um, deals with crisis. You know, if you've got an oil spill, right? The person that's got to go on TV, they're doing public relations, right? It's free, and it can be good and bad, right? So that promotion is part of that that public relations. That's free. That's part of that. 
Then there's advertising. Advertising is um, things you put out in the market that you pay to have placed in the marketplace in front of your audience. And then you hope that those advertisements drive people into your business. And there's a couple of different ways to do advertisements. One advertisement is educational, right? Some people have no, when you're new to the market, people have no idea what to expect. And so your advertisement needs to be catered towards this concept of educating them about the product, right? Um, other, I mean, for on a counter example, people like Kleenex, they don't need to educate you about facial tissues. They don't need to. They need to bring awareness, right? Top of mind, right? So there are people like Coca-Cola. When Coca-Cola advertises, they don't need to teach you about their product for the most part. You know what their product is. They want to remind you that you're thirsty and you should get one, right? So it's a difference in purpose behind advertisements, and it depends on who you are, what your product is, and who your market is, and how they well they know it. So when you advertise and you're developing that sense of advertisement, you got to realize what your purpose is and intentionally trying to develop that sense of conveying that information, right? You need to be able to explain what your audience needs and then advertising based off that, right? So that's advertising, that's public relations. When then you've got the marketing side or, or the sales side of it, I should say, sales is direct reaching the customer, usually with people, but it doesn't have to be people, right? You could have um, uh, a roaming, and it, it, this is where advertising and sales get a little bit more kind of cross the line, but sales is often more direct and targeted, right? So you want to say to that person, I've got something that you specifically need, and here's how I'm going to tailor this, right? So personal selling is a very important part of this and that requires a salesman who understands and knows what the audience needs and is able to tap into those needs right you don't want to sell to people who don't need it you want to sell lawnmowers to people who live in apartments you want to be able to sell to people who really need your product and be able to have that be a good service to them right that service right then there's marketing. Marketing is far more strategic, right? So marketing is more of an overarching blanket, whereas all of these other things are kind of tools of marketing, which are all part of promotion, right? Marketing is being able to say, okay, how do we develop the right product, right? So marketing is actually a little more universal in that it gets into things like product development. It gets into things like um, uh, using more uh, different types of materials so that you can have the product to have different things, right? It's a little more universal in that regard, but it is an aspect of promotion because depending on how you create the sense of this product, how you create the brand, how you position the company in the mind of the customer, that changes the way that you do promotion, right? Those are all parts of that. So now you've got price, you've got promotion, you've got product, then there's place. Now, place can be, you know, in the old days, it was always location, location, location. That was always the kind of the mantra. And that's, you know, pretty classic. But there's other things like um, e-commerce, right? So online can be a place. Online is a place, right? So we want to be able to keep in mind that the place that we sell at matters, right? So if we're selling to a large audience that's all over the world, online's the way to go. But if we're selling something that's very specific to a community, then finding a good location in that place in that community is a very good way of increasing our, our market presence, right? Being able to have that is an important aspect of being able to show people our new product. So you've got the four P's and you've got target market. You've got product, price, place, promotion, and target market. And you should be able, as a small business owner, as someone who is working on developing an idea, you should be able to sit down and write out exactly what those things are. And if you do, I think that'll help you better organize your strategy, you better organize your thoughts so that you can have a very clear executionable plan that'll have the elements it needs to be successful. All right, so in today's use, our binders are wonderful for planning out exactly how you're going to be able to hit those markets. If you're a business person and you're working on developing meeting notes or you've got ideas and strategic things, sometimes those meeting notes can be just 
the kinds of things you'd want to scribble on the back of a napkin. But sometimes those napkin scribbles become the key to the whole thing. They become much bigger than that. So rather than scribbling on the back of a napkin, why not scribble on a page in your notebook? If it doesn't work, if you don't like it, take it out. You can easily remove it and change it. If you do like it, at least it'll look a little more professional when you're, uh, when you're taking and copying and pasting it into your document for your presentation. So being able to have a nice binder that you can scribble down your ideas, organize your thoughts, and then if you don't like it, you can get rid of them. But if you do like it, they look nice. That's always, I think, a really valuable thing to be able to have. Uh, in our day in a life segment, I've been working diligently these last few days and trying to solve this whole pocket cut issue. We're still we're out of chestnut. We're going to be running low on shale and espresso probably in the near future. Here, we got the new dye on the way, which I think will help. And once that shows up, in a you know, maybe by the end of the week, if we're really optimistic, if it really works well, um, but hopefully by the end of next week for sure, we'll be able to have more inventory available. And once we have that, then those are going to be hopefully going on Amazon if I can get that sorted out. So it's been a lot of strategic kind of planning on like, the logistics world, which I talked about a little bit yesterday in our lean logistics plan. So uh, if you're interested in learning more about that, feel free to tune into that. But thank you guys for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check out that subscribe button to be sure to get our latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co, or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, or carrier pigeon if you have one. Seriously, though, I do my best to be available whenever you need me, and I love talking to all of you. Um, if you have a podcast topic you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with you guys, and I want to give you guys what you want. And if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts. We do have those available. Thank you guys for everyone, like I said, for who tuned into the live chat. Um, I'm hoping to do more of those in the future. So uh, please, if you got any, if you see we go live and you got a question, feel free to just jump on in there and I'll do more uh, get, to give you guys some backstage tours of our, of our workshop. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.